morning. Coffee, baseball, Bernie Ryan. I'm the Bernie half of that, the Bernie quart of that. I am the Ryan half. I don't know how Bernie's a quarter, but I'm the Ryan half of this. And uh, as usual, happy day, because we never know when this goes live. So... What a, what a day today is! You what know, good a good day. morning potentially. <laughs> good morning, uh, good evening. Tips. We'll cover it all. To to explain, I said coffee, baseball, Bernie, Ryan. So Bernie is one fourth of that that full sentiment. Oh, of coffee, baseball. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, Bernie. so Bernie, today is well, we'll just say it. Today is Thursday. Uh, today feels like a Thursday. There were. <laughs> It was a series that was played against these two teams in the NL West that nobody watches. And one of yeah. them swept the other. And uh, it's, it's really and Do sad. we even care? Does it do even we, I mean, do we no. Do we care? Do we care? <laughs> Padres sweep the Dodgers. Um, breaks my heart uh, a lot. The only positive I can pull from it is... It wasn't a whooping. Um, typically, yeah, close games. Padres got us uh, early, got on the board early, um, and then we would get hot late, but too late, and just couldn't uh, ever catch up. So, thankfully, you know, not that it makes a difference. A loss is a loss, uh, Padre fans. I don't know if we have any to listen to you, but we got our we got our butts handed to us. But uh, as a baseball fan, I don't feel uh, miserable. We just weren't playing our best baseball. Yeah, and and you know it's June, like it's okay. <laughs> you know you don't. God, you know, God forbid a team that is uh, forty four and thirty in June, you know, drops a couple games. Uh, it's gonna be fine. Uh, long season, guys. Long season. But that being said, I mean, I think it is worth you know just saying, hey, Padres are here. I think we. You know what's interesting about this series is that. Um, the first, the first series between the two, which you know, that was the that was the uh, sparks flying series uh, with all the you know, all the bat flipping yep. and the and the passion. Uh, that one felt like the oh shit, the Padres are here, they're for real series, right? But that one, you know, I think it went either three two Dodgers or it was I think it was split if I'm not mistaken. It was basically no, split. the Do- uh, Dodgers won the series. I believe it was like three two. Because then, right, basically, exactly. Dodgers won, like, the first three, or maybe it was, like, 3-1. And then, basically, the Padres have won, I think, seven in a row against us since that series. Right. So, it's interesting to me because it felt like that first series where the Dodgers basically won the whole, won the series, right? Even though it was, a, you know, it was games back and forth. That was like, oh, the Padres are here. They're announcing themselves. And then now the Padres are just sweeping the Dodgers, and it's kind of like, well, you know... Regular season baseball. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you'd, you'd be amazed, the, though. The second uh, meeting, the third meeting. If only everybody agreed with you, Bernie, because I had to stop looking at Twitter, email, every broadcast, okay. because it, it literally makes it seem like uh, the Padres won uh, the World Series. Um, and then my favorite thing is, and this time I am going to rip on Padre fans a little bit, is... You know, they held a basically a parade last year when they won the wild card. Okay, they won the wild card. They they literally took to the streets. It looked like they had won everything. And now their new thing, uh, and then and then they got swept by the Dodgers in the first round 
of the playoffs. Um, and then the new thing is this year is anytime a Dodger fan brings up the World Series, they say, oh, the Mickey Mouse, the Mickey Mouse World Series, the Mickey Mouse World Series. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, I get it now. We're going to now hear forever that the 60-game season World Series is a Mickey Mouse World Series. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's uh, dumb. I'm I'm pretty on record as, as saying that's like a trash yeah. opinion. It's very like I'm not on I'm not on Twitter like you are, but like um, you know, uh, everybody had a chance to win it last year, guys. Like, like every let me put this way: any any fan base would have celebrated like they won the World Series if they had won it last year. And it's like, was it different? Sure. Was it like, oh, the Dodgers have an advantage because there were no fans? Like, no, that's stupid. That's no. a trash opinion. So I'm, I'm, it's, I'm with you. I don't it's think a, it's a, it's a, it's a complete trash opinion because it's like, someone had to win. Whether it's a weird, uh, uh, season, or not, someone had to win. Wasn't right. cheated to get it. Just was a, a shorter season. So, uh, again, celebrate yeah. your wild card win, um, and. Uh, also, they just released the all-star jerseys, and they're the ugliest things I've ever seen. Oh, um, I haven't seen it. Where's this? MLB.com. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll just here. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, wait, is the? Can you look at the text while we're on Zoom, or do you need a? Do you need it via Slack? I can look at the text. I can look at text. Oh, okay. It's terrible. Messages. It's oh, very, very go. terrible. I love a good all-star jersey, for the record. I still have a well, custom he, Bernie Thrasher 18 all-star jersey from the 2002 all-star game in uh, Milwaukee. Well, Bernie, to be oh, clear, you're not going to love these. That's a weird one, huh? The game is it's, where it's in Colorado this year, right? Colorado, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. The hat, uh, whatever. The hat's ugly, but whatever. You know, I can... I, I don't like hate it. The jersey? It. Look at that thing. I I don't I hate it. I mean it's it's pretty white. It's pretty white. I gotta say. I gotta uh, say I hate it. Live reaction to this all-star jersey. I don't know about it. Hate's a strong word. I wanna see the players in it. There's something about like jer like you need to see players in jerseys before you can actually judge if they look cool or not. I think. True, but I'll give those you that. don't look they look a little bit like painters' uniforms upon first glance, or maybe like fancy waiters. Interesting. They just look like. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> let's get back to where we were. Sorry about that tangent. I just so the pod. No worries. No, no, no. That's what this is about. So the Padres sweep the Dodgers. Uh, Blake Snell looks like he had a nice game, which is you know you, you give it to him. I mean he he's a nice pitcher when he's on. Uh, he's yeah, you a know what? Season, so good for Blake. Bringing that up, you know what the 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 big difference here is, the Padres capitalized when uh, Dodgers pitchers make a mistake immediately, right? They leave one over the plate, uh, they throw the wrong pitch, whatever. They capitalize. Dodgers yeah. will, you know, Snell started off uh, pretty terribly in the first inning. I think he pitched thirty some odd pitches. Uh, I believe he had the yeah. bases loaded. And Dodgers let him out of it. You know, Dodgers' biggest biggest uh, enemy this season is runners in scoring position. We get runners in scoring position, and we list. can't seem to do anything. <laughs> I mean, well, or the injury list. Um, 
but it's kind of amazing how many times and the potter is just you know cronenworth uh my favorite college player multiple first uh first inning home runs you know so what can i say good job padres way to go uh give you give you the credit you deserve so uh i still yeah, hate you for, but for the padres you you deserve uh, Padres now are, uh, like I said, uh, they're now 45 and 32. Uh, so they're in third place in the division. So, you know, Ryan, they might be hanging another wild card banner in the stadium very soon. <laughs> All right, we just got to catch, we got to catch those giants, man. We got to catch those giants. The giants are, are amazing all, all through like pitching and, and I, I read an article that was basically saying that the giants have these two hitting coaches that are like between the two of them, they have a combined like one year of experience in major league baseball, like, like, like playing. And they just like, Oh yeah, these hitting coaches are amazing. They're just like, they've turned everything around. Cause we, it's, we joked on this podcast about how like you could not list more than one of their outfielders to save your life. And uh, somehow they're just, everyone's getting it done. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of incredible. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, but good for them. The NL West is still the hottest division in baseball, which is awesome because for years I had to hear about how it was so bad. You know, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Which, hey, Colorado and uh, it was. Uh, Arizona are still bad. But, you know. I think, I think, I think the, um, fair, the fair criticism of the NL West is that it had these really elite pitchers on the good teams. And I think the real criticism was that, like, well, they're good, but their numbers look this good because three out of the five teams in their division are, are like AAA teams. That was kind of the criticism of the NL West. But uh, anyway, let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, Ryan, we had a call-up this week. Uh, Wander Franco. Wander Franco. I believe it's uh, Franco. Uh, the, the prince that was promised uh, came up. What, game, a uh, hits a, what a call-up. What a call-up. What a call-up. Guy was guy was ready. Uh, I dare say the the probably twenty year old uh, hits a home run uh, for his first major league hit. Gets a walk for his first at bat. Uh, appropriately, in my opinion, wears the number five uh, because this dude is just has an elite elite hit tool, uh, which reminds me of Albert Pujols. Uh, that was my appropriate number five ness of it all. Um, the dude looks super fucking legit. He plays shortstop for the best team in the AL, one of the best teams in the AL. Let's let's look at these records. The tied for third best team in the AL, which is still a very good team. It's number tied for first in the in, in, in the AL East. Uh, I think we got a star on our hands, Ryan. I would I would say so. He gets to the show and gets to the big stage and does not disappoint. I mean. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. So, um, you know, often you get these highly touted prospects that come up and then their first game is, you know, whatever. It's like, welcome to the big leagues. Yeah. No big deal. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out. There's also the thing of no one knows how to pitch to him yet. So we'll find out if that, right. you know, changes over time. But right now, uh, great, uh, you know, great job. Um, yeah, the way that the way the prospects come up, it's always very interesting because like some of them like light the world on fire immediately, like Juan Soto, like Ronald Acuna, and some of them come up and they really struggle, like Mike Trout or like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And Guerrero Jr. was like the last guy 
who was like the the last like Uber prospect to get the call was Vlad Jr. What was that two years ago at this point I think, and um, he came up and everyone was like elite hit tool, elite power, uh, will hit 300 his rookie year and like couldn't hit the ball for two years. So uh, interesting to see Franco come up and just immediately really. I mean it's been two games. Don't get me wrong, but. Came up and looked amazing in game one. So uh, hopefully hopefully he's right off the bat just like ready to go because it's a lot more fun when uh, when they are like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, our next topic, uh, we're going to go through slightly quickly only because we've spent so much time talking about this stupid sticky stuff. Um, but, yeah. but this one does deserve a talk because new rules are implemented. Uh, majority of the pitchers think they're dumb. Uh, umpires can check uh, players twice a game um, or more if it's requested by the other manager. Um, so, you know, we've got the Nationals playing the Phillies. Uh, Scherzer, one of the best pitchers uh, there is, definitely Hall of Fame, uh, gets checked after, I think, like the first inning. Uh, really not entertained by it. You can see the look on his face. He's annoyed at this <laughs> I know. whole thing. He's so pissed. Um, and then I think it's like uh, midway through the game, he has a sequence of pitches where he uh, almost hits uh, the player, and then the next pitch strikes him out. And right after that, it ends the inning, and Girardi uh, yells from the Phillies dugout that he wants to check Scherzer. So the Yumps go out there and check him, and Scherzer could not be more entertained. I believe he removed his hat, his glove, took off his belt. Tried to take uh, his pants off, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I believe, stared down Girardi uh, all the way to yeah. the dugout. Um uh, and then Scherzer which, on, on game day, he is a crazy mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the, I believe, Nationals managers, not managers, but, uh, you know, coaches in there were chipping at Girardi. Uh, there was some back and forth. And I believe there were some ejections, right? Didn't some coaches get thrown out? Uh, I don't. Pretty positive. Think, oh, Girardi! Was. Girardi got tossed eventually. Yeah. Um, so Girardi's defense was um, that he has watched Max for years, and he's never seen him touch his hair so much. That was his defense. Scherzer says it wasn't that hot of a game, so the only place he was sweating was his hair, and he needs moisture. For the rosin to grip the ball better. So the only place he could find sweat was his hair. What do you think, yeah. Bern? Uh I mean, honestly, I I like I don't begrudge Joe Girardi for doing this. Like every like everyone's so mad when like the rules are enforced. You know what I mean? It's that's what this is some baby shit. He asked him to check it. Check it. Fuck it. Who cares? I know you're mad. I know, I know. Scherzer's gonna be mad, right? Like Max Scherzer's a crazy motherfucker on the mound, and he, like, I wouldn't expect a player to not be mad. You know what I mean? But like, the the whole coaching staff, like, I don't know, make the argument that they're like defending their guy or whatever. But they needed to shut the fuck up. Like that was my take on it. Um. All right. So sticky battle, angry people. Basically, 
MLB needs to figure out what they're doing. Uh, the, my favorite is Manfred's response was, oh, I think it's going perfect. Yeah, like, it's not going perfect. No such thing as perfect. But, like, but, it's this was always going to happen, though. Like, pitchers are arrogant assholes. You have to be to be that dude, crazy to be that Again, crazy. change should have happened uh, offseason. You can't do it. You can't Nobody's do it questioning that. But the, I guess the question is, like, do you want to just let them go for it now? Or do you want to actually clean it up? And, you know, we're not getting into this debate. This is not the debate. We were just going right, to talk about this right. one incident. Yeah, well... <laughs> Moving on, uh, this Moving on. next line item doesn't deserve real quick, real a topic. Quick, before, before we move on, uh, before we uh, move on, d- did you see? Did you see what Cam Soda did in response to Max Scherzer unbuttoning his pants? Soda, I saw what uh, what's his name, uh, the other guy did, who took off his pants basically. Um, the old John- Romo, Romo. I don't know about Romo. Uh, Cam Soda is an adult entertainment uh, platform has reported oh. $100,000 to six MLB pitchers in the hopes that they will undo their belts and drop their pants on a one-hour-long show in response to uh, this Max Scherzer thing. And well, because Sergio to- Romo pulled down his pants. It's yeah. Max Scherzer, Sergio Romo, Jacob deGrom, Trevor Bauer, Zach Wheeler, Garrett Cole, and Shohei Otani. <laughs> I love that they would they offer a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> Just to be clear, these guys make uh, Trevor Bauer is making forty million dollars this year. <laughs> I know it's like such a laughable amount of money. I think Otani that would be a good amount of money for him. Uh, it's like he had that bullshit on. international, you know, money limiting nonsense. But uh, yeah, uh, Ryan, do you want to talk about the Astros? No, no, I don't. Uh, they're doing very well. We're not going to talk about how they're ten and zero. I hope that <laughs> they fail and um yeah i don't care if they're doing good they're still cheaters so on to the next well uh, specifically they're not doing good they're doing well gandhi does good the astros have never done good in their life uh oh good point a, good point it's a lame grammar joke but i felt that it no it was a valid grammar it. joke it was gra- she, valid she I, I spoke incorrectly here so should we, uh, should we move on to the to the rants yeah yeah let's do it uh, so I was I was uh, noticing lately that Shohei Otani is on fucking fire with home runs, and as I, I predicted, it, as I predicted, Ryan's boy Shohei Otani uh, yeah, yeah. cannot stop hitting home runs. Uh, no, I just got like really excited because I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, like a lot of young guys are are really like fucking you know the home run race is on with the young guys, and you know it's it's what you. When the young studs all enter the league, you kind of dream of a scenario where, like, everyone sees how good they are at a really young age, and they all kind of, like, develop rivalries together. And, kind of, you, you know, you kind of want the, the Crosby, Ovechkin, the Magic Bird. You, you want something to that effect. And in baseball, nothing, you know, gets the juices flowing quite like a home run race. And so I was looking it up, and I realized that, you know, Vlad Jr. is leading the league in home runs. He's got 23. But then right behind him at, like, 20 is... Shohei Otani, Ronald Acuna, and Fernando Tatis Jr. And there's two others in that in that in that home run race that I don't even care. I don't care about because they're not as fun. It's it's Matt Olson and um, that dude who's on fire from Texas who came out of nowhere. His name escapes me. Uh, Garcia. Was, Garcia. Yeah, Adolis Garcia. And I just thought it was really cool that uh, that all the like young studs are all just like jacking bombs and and hitting dongs or whatever. You know, whatever fun little, little nickname you want to call it. Uh, I think it's a moment we should appreciate. Uh, Brian, do you want to make like a call on who's going to win this home run race? Um, I think Otani, personally. 
Um, I also see the big issue with the Dodgers this year is we aren't until number like 30 with Max Muncy with 14. We are so far behind. Well, your star players are all continually going on the IL. It's like the Dodgers are really dodgering all their players. So like Seeger's on the IL, Bellinger's, you know, on and off. Like Mookie Betts, he's good, but he's not like a lead the league in home runs kind of guy. So like it kind of makes sense that you don't have this. You know, your your two guys who are kind of your home run guys in my worldview are, are Seeger and uh, and Bellinger. And and uh, you know both are. I mean, Seager still hasn't even started his rehab assignment. Belly is back, but is he back? But is he back? I know. And what's wrong with his back? All right, last pun that I make, I promise. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a tough – I mean, but it's like this is the Dodgers, right? It's like the Yankees do the same thing where, like, all their guys are hurt. I, not this year, but most years. Like, all their guys are hurt, you know – Nobody seems to be lighting the world on fire who is playing. And then you turn around and they're like, yeah, you know, there are five games in first place ahead of anybody else. And you're like, how? Nobody's playing well for them. That's kind of like, yeah, the Dodgers, nobody's hitting home runs, you know. Uh, but they're also, what, how many games back? They're, they're four games back of the Giants who just out of nowhere are amazing. But, um, you know, they're, they're definitely in the first wildcard position. They're the second best team in the NL. Like... Yeah, I would. What I would give. What I would give the Dodgers the the reassuring note. If we're bringing it back to the Dodgers, as I always do, um, is they aren't playing their best baseball, and they're in second place. They're yet yet to play their best baseball. That's always the narrative yeah. we can latch on to. I'll, t- I'll tell you what so, we should have done this week that we we haven't done. That maybe we'll do it next week. We need to just sit down and do research and just come back and be like. How the fuck are the Giants doing this? Like we need to. Yeah, like, we actually should. We should we break should it down hit and the internet and, and look at it. Yeah, but next week because we did zero research on this this week, so I'm not gonna bullshit. Uh, we're gonna take another pause. This will also be removed from the episode. So that's two removals at this point. There's no pause. I had to no say. Pause. I have to get on a flight. I have to say goodbye to my wife. You know, kind of wow. important priorities in life. All right. Uh, I guess somebody wants to stay married. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's, let's pause over. To, pause over. Let's push over to uh, our latest, our newest segment, uh, Good or Evil. Uh, every week, potentially every week, me and Ryan are going to – we're going to pick a different player. Uh, we're going to decide if this guy is good, evil, if it's just that the narrative He's the villain is good or evil. Or the hero. Is he the villain? Is he the hero? Uh, we, we, Ryan and I, you know, peek behind the curtain. We continuously have a debate over Manny Machado. Uh, last night, uh, in full effect, uh, because obviously the Padres Dodgers series, so uh, we decided, oh, this would be fun uh, because uh, it's sort of my contention that Manny is being marketed to us as the villain and uh, Ryan uh, hates him with the fiery passion of a thousand sons. Uh, so Ryan, I'm going to let you start. Manny Machado, uh, villain or hero? Uh, I would go with villain. I think Manny is a very, very talented player. I will give yes. him that much, obviously. Um, I think he is lazy. 
Um, and I think he is a bit arrogant. So let me start with lazy. I think Machado is a talented player. And I, I think I've brought this up before on this pod, but I think Machado is a talented player that doesn't put in extra work, right? Like I think he is born uh, with talent, right? Like he is a natural talent. He gets out there. Baseball is easy for him and he does his thing. I, I don't look at him like uh, uh, like a Chase Utley, right? I feel like Chase Utley uh, is one of those dudes that literally every minute that he could put in the work, right? Chase Utley is great because he put in the work. I don't think Chase was a natural talent in the same way Machado is, but I think that's what made Chase great. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the idea that, that you don't settle for anything. But if we're talking about, like, greatness and, and like, you know, going beyond going to a different sport. But look at Kobe, right? Kobe is notoriously known for being the hardest worker in the room. Like, yeah. showed up early, practices late, practices on his own, is, you know, hates guys that don't put in the time that he puts in, uh, just always striving to be the best. I find Manny is the guy that shows up to practice, puts in the time, leaves practice. Now, again, I don't know what his practice schedule is, so this is based off my... Uh, visual opinion of not following the Padres at all uh, outside of when they play the Dodgers. Manny, <laughs> you could be, you could spend every minute uh, working and I have no clue. But I don't think that he does. And I think that he could be even better than he is. And then also, I just find him to be kind of an arrogant uh, uh, asshole. Um, now, that being said, Dodger fans are assholes. Uh, any fan base are assholes. Um, Dodger uh, fans fan, especially. Fan bases of, of franchises that don't win tend to be very polite. You know, I think that's um, why I'm such a calm sports fan because I've never rooted for a winner in my life. <laughs> but it, it was it was known he made a – he was at Dodger Stadium. And I don't know what the Dodger fans said to him. Uh, and he said, oh, I'll bet you my, pay, my yeah, salary great. Uh, that will win – a World Series before you do, and then the Dodgers won. I think the next year. Um, obviously, he didn't pay. No, Maybe it was two would. years. Maybe it was two years. Uh, but he never paid. Which, come on, Manny, come on, we give us three hundred million dollars. Um, and then the other thing is, is like we were discussing this last night via text. I think there's multiple levels to this, but you know, Manny was destined to be a. Uh, uh, a Yankee, right? That was the narrative that was thrown out um, while he was on the Orioles. That free agency, he's destined to be a Yankee. He's going to be a Yankee. He's going to be a Yankee. Uh, Dodgers traded for him in 2018, the year we lost to the Red Sox. Uh, the whole team, I mean, honestly, that year wasn't the Dodgers year, period. In the NL, yeah, we looked great, but we we didn't have it clicking, and the, the Red Sox had everything clicking that year um get to the world series you know uh, lose in a pretty terrible fashion but manny is the last player of the last game to strike out and they made him look like a fool when he struck out he, like swung and went to his knee you know and then that's the that's the image that's played right so manny goes into the offseason uh and the interest is low i believe it was between like the white Sox. Uh, the Padres came out of nowhere. There was one other team the that Phillies. was like, yeah, Phillies were known to be involved. 
Uh, I think the White Sox offered him 250, supposedly going up to 350 with incentives, which I never buy because I'm like, I made the joke yesterday. Yeah, if he went to the World Series every year and was MVP every year, then he gets 350. Like, right. those incentives are always kind of um, silly. And then the Padres came out of nowhere, offered him 300 million, and he went there. And I don't think he wanted to go there. I think he's fine with it now, obviously. I don't think he wanted to go there. He just wanted uh, $300 million. Um, but I think also his attitude had something to play with it because, you know, the dude is uh, uh, not necessarily known as, like, you know, the... I don't, I don't know what word I'm looking for because I have to say, on the Padres, he seems fine in the dugout, but I also just... Don't get me on my old man rant about... <laughs> uh, the Padres and their their celebrations. Um, but yeah, I, I, I go with, I think Manny's a dick, but a very talented player. So I'm going with uh, Villain. Okay, so I'm on baseballreference.com. I've, uh, I've, I've channeled in all my inner Orioles fan. Uh, I'm ready to talk about Manny Machado. Uh, so um, a couple of things. So I, I think that Manny Machado does a lot of things on the baseball field that piss people off and I think he does a lot of things on the baseball field that like you love it when he's your teammate so let's start with kind of some of the obvious like why people hate and and and, and my core thesis is that Manny Machado is a hero being marketed to us as a villain um got it got it so th- there's like it's it's how do I say it everything that could go wrong for Manny in terms of the traditional narrative have gone wrong for him in my opinion and and by wrong I kind of just mean like there's a really easy way to market like the quote unquote good guy in sports to you. And basically every time that Manny could have had that, like it just like didn't work out for him in any number of ways. So first of all, there's the way that he kind of plays, you know, he, he slides spikes up, you know, for example, you know, he, he does little things here and there. I honestly, honestly think that that's a lot more fucking prevalent than we want to believe. And what basically happened was Manny happened to end the career of Dustin Pedroia on a spikes up slide or on a stop. I forget which it was, but something with his spike, I think it was a spikes up slide to second. Um, I'm not saying the play was super clean. I'm saying I don't think it's all that uncommon. Uh, Yep. Literally, like, look at the pitching situation right now with the sticky stuff. We're not looking at every fucking pitcher who has sticky stuff and saying, this guy's a cheater. We're saying, yeah, this is a lot more common than we're giving it credit for. Let's not pay it too much mind, right? Like we literally said that when Garrett Cole got caught a year ago. Um, so I think that's number one. Uh, number two, I kind of look, and I made a joke to you last night as well. Speaking of joke texts between me and Ryan, uh, there's the number two is the kind of the hustle issue. Manny Machado does not hustle on the base, base paths, generally speaking. Last night, he did hustle the first, and I shot Ryan a text, and I was just like, somebody save that ball and send it to Cooperstown. Manny Machado hustled out a single on an infield bloop. <laughs> um, here's, here's my contention on Manny hustling to first. People do not give this credit, and Manny Machado's never talked about it, but this is my theory. Mm-hmm. Manny had two really bad knee injuries his two of his first three years in baseball. Manny Machado was the number three overall pick in the like 2010 draft or something like that. Uh, comes into the big leagues, age 19, uh, tears his knee up on one knee, uh, I think in a slide or uh, some kind of a play or something. Next year comes back, plays the full season, uh, 156 out of 162 games, 
makes the all-star team. You know, he hits like 280, gets 14 home runs, whatever. Plays elite defense. He's Manny. Next year, uh, plays first half of the season, tears up his other knee swinging too hard, right? So that's two knee bad knee injuries in his first three years of playing. So it is my contention, based on just that, that Manny does not hustle the first because Manny does not want to fuck up his knees over nothing. Since then, Ryan, since those two, in fact, I want to throw out those two games, those two seasons. 2012, plays 51 games, tears up his knee. 2014, plays 82 games, uh, tears up his knee. Ryan, how many games per season do you think Manny Machado misses? And this is baseball where everybody misses like 10 games. Uh, on average? On average, how many? about how many games per season do you think he misses? Um, 20 to 30. I'm not shitting you. I'm not making up this number. He has missed at most... Excluding those two knee injury seasons, which are his two, like two out of his first three years. He's played, you know, whatever, 10 years at this point. He's missed at most five games. It's pretty impressive. Maybe six, six, eight. When he was 20, 156, 22, 162, 23, 157, 156, 25, 162, uh, 156. Last season, the 60 game season, played all 60 games. So my contention is that the hustle issue is him being like, I'm here to play games. Uh, this is what I have to do. Uh, beyond that, man, I mean, I look at a guy who, like, he was on the Orioles, and the two years that they were good, he was hurt. Uh, he goes to the Dodgers. He's the one who strikes out to lose the whole thing, so it, it weirdly looks like it's his fault, even though they got basically swept. They won one game that was, like, the 18-inning crazy game. Uh, I just, I think that he's... And then he goes to San Diego, very small market, fun, fun team. Baseball fans fucking know it. But like outside of, you know, the casual base, outside of the the real baseball fan, you don't really know too much about San Diego. So it's my contention that he's kind of got all these weird little things kind of going against him, right? Like if he was like Dustin Pedroia, hustle guy, right? He's on a big ass market, right? If Dustin Pedroia slides cleats first into a guy, what do you say about him? Fucking plays the game hard, you know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I could agree with that. I could agree with so, that. So that's kind of that's where I'm coming with Manny. On top of that, I'm a huge Orioles fan, so I fucking watched this dude just absolutely be the best defensive third baseman I've ever seen for whatever seven straight years. Uh, he also stupidly moved over to shortstop, where he looks, you know, so average. It's just like, what are you, what are you doing over there, dude? You're an elite third baseman. Go be elite. Go be elite, Manny. Uh, and then on top of that, the dude hits bombs, uh, ball explodes off his bat. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, I love Manny Machado. I think it's weird little like narrative moments that are kind of pulling against him. Uh, so what we're going to do is this, we're going to put the question up on our Twitter, uh, Manny Machado hero or villain. We're going to have you guys vote. And, uh, now next week's show, we're going to announce the winner. (laughs) Yes, uh, all of you out there, vote. So you know what's Max, funny is I, let us know uh, what Max, you think. Max, let us know. Uh, I think um, I think Ryan. Something tells me I have a hunch. We're gonna get a unanimous decision on this on Twitter. Oh, oh yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. We're gonna we we absolutely will. We should probably start using our Twitter account. Um, then I think we may get some interaction. So. But yeah. just a thought. Just a thought. That's a theory. That's um, a theory. All right. So in the end, we both decided Manny's a villain. Uh, that's the wraps it up, right? And uh, 
Okay. Let's, uh, man, I, I, I just got to say, uh, it, I, I, uh, I do spend time on Twitter because that's where I get a lot of my news. But man, these Padre fans are hilarious uh, in their decision. Now, I will say it's probably done on by years of being picked on by Dodger fans. So this is just the, the payback time. It's, it's baby bro. Uh, it's baby bro. It's, they're they're it's, punching big bro in the nose. They're seeing what's up. It's pretty funny, though. I got I to gotta admit, they are out in full force uh, letting us know how they feel. So... It's, yeah. But it's so good for baseball, dude. Like, I know it sucks for you as a Dodgers fan because it stings, you know? You're like, fuck you. I, we lost one time in this shit, but, like, yeah, this I mean, is it gets what me we riled need. up. It, it also gets me riled up watching your team just <laughs> not play well, you know? Like, I, I, it's like you can almost tell sometimes all three of those games that, that, uh, when I watched them, it was like you could just tell. Now they're also playing in in Padre, at, you know, or in San Diego. Which they're playing the, in San Diego. The energy yeah. there has been uh, unreal um, for these games. But uh, man, it's like immediately uh, you can just tell that the Padres are bringing it and the Dodgers are not. It's like yeah. there's just something you can see right away where you're like, yeah, we're gonna lose this game. Like <laughs> we we just don't. You know, maybe it's playing there. Maybe when they uh, they return to uh, L.A., which is very soon, um, you know, maybe we will, uh, let's see here, bring it then. But, man, we got our butts hand. So, let's see. We play Cubs. Oh, today. Oh, shit. I got to divide up my tickets. Uh, that's good to know. And then I, for some reason, thought it was next week. That's great. We still haven't divided our tickets. Uh, we don't... Wow. We don't play them at home. We don't play... Well, first off, we don't play them at all in July. I mean, you can't uh, always play them. I know it feels like it, but you have to eventually play somebody else. What's crazy is we don't play them again until August 24th, but... Again at Petco, um, we don't play them in LA until September tenth. Wow. Well. Okay. Well, I hope you had your fill of that because uh, it's not coming back for a hot <laughs> minute. Jeez. I know. That's, well, but again, this crazy. is what I this is what I mean by like don't read too much into it. It's like, yeah, you had a series where they swept you, and then like I'll see you in what are that three months? Like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, like Cody good for Bellinger them. could be completely fixed or never walk again in three months, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, hopefully he's okay because, ugh, it's been rough. It's been a, it's been a, uh, a rough run with injuries, and I really just need, we need Belly to get back into the, uh, the swing of things here. I, I think baseball does. I mean, you know, I, I had that little segment about the home run race where I was like, it's so great when all these young stars come together at the same time and are like, you know, it kind of feels like, oh, like they're all competing against each other. Like Bellinger and Juan Soto are the la- are the other two young stars missing in this current home run race. That's the, that's the, the five is Tatis, Bellinger, Acuna, Soto, Guerrero Jr. And then God please Bring him into the fold, Wander Franco. 
<laughs> like somehow he hits 20 home runs in four games and they're like he's in it too <laughs> um all right burn let's uh do your i don't even know how you found this game but bernie's video game corner yes uh this is the perfect bernie's video game corner for an episode that's running long triple play baseball 2001 uh as of my friend daniel mckenna's house the year was 2000 and, and maybe three uh, we were in his basement watching TV or something to that effect. And he goes over to the computer and he starts playing triple play baseball, 2001. He starts listing off players. I'm like, I've heard of them. Tells me this guy's good. I'm like, cool. Uh, and that was my full experience, uh, with, uh, triple play baseball, 2001, Ryan. Uh, I'm out of video games. I saw, I Googled baseball video games and saw one that I, had had any concept of of uh, time with uh i did order the ken griffey jr n64 game uh that should be arriving at some point ordered about a week ago so ebay get on it uh but that's my full review ryan what do you think you think you're gonna play triple play baseball 2001 uh no because i have no way of playing it until we get back to the office and we play in your office um on, it's gonna be. Uh, how do I how do I subtly add in a video game system into my office, or do you think I just don't have to be subtle about it? Well, you don't have to be subtle about it. Okay, I'm gonna ever so not subtly just toss a N64 or a, approved by me. I mean, worst case, just bring it into my office. No one, yeah. no one has to approve my office. Well, that's yeah, Mr. Video Games over here. They're like, well, we expect this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, um, all right, everybody. Well, uh, thank you. Whoever is listening, as always. Yeah. Thanks, Max. We'll be back. Thanks, Ken. You know, we'll be back next week. Um, uh, little little tease. Uh, maybe not next week, but in the coming weeks, we may have a new theme song. Ooh, yeah. that'd be nice because I don't really like our current one. So you know, it's funny. Our current one. There's like a sleep bed commercial endorsed by Dak Prescott. And that uses uses that ours. uses our same theme song, which means that like Dak Prescott is endorsing a company that spends a whopping like zero dollars on their music for their commercials. Like it's the cheapest song that doesn't sound horrible. That's fantastic. I, That's I heard fantastic. I legitimately heard that, and I was like, whatever this product is, it's a knockoff. I was like, whatever this product is, if they have an advertising budget of basically, I mean, it's it's technically like a hundred bucks or whatever to license a song, which is nothing. Like. Not a good product. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, on that we're note, using it for free, and uh, hopefully they don't come after us with our... Well, we're not using it for free. I pay a, a yearly subscription to a, uh, a service where I get to use all of their sound effects and music for a blanket yearly cost of like... Woo! So we're not so illegal. We, we're, no, oh yeah, no, it's not illegal. It's just like so cheap that it made me laugh that... A, like, because we're not a real company... We're two guys doing a baseball podcast. Whatever the fuck this sleep bed situation with Dak Prescott was, they seemed like they thought they were a real company. And I was like, what are you doing with this with this cheap oh, library? Wow, they are cheap. <laughs> yeah. They are cheap. Well, anyway, on that all right, note. On that keep, note. Keep, keep drinking the coffee. Keep eating your cereal. Right into the mic. Really get in there. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, well, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>